On today's episode, what vaping does to your junk, will we live forever, and how hip-hop can prevent suicides. All that and more coming up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Our Science. I'm your host, Alan Collier, and I'm joined today by Katie Ellsworth. Hello. And Ian Black. Hi. This is our first recording of 2022, a year that promises to be no better than 2021. Hopefully. I mean, I'm... Hopefully? <laughs> I, I revel in despair. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, if you haven't heard the show before, welcome. What we do here is take the three most popular scientific papers of the last two weeks and break them down, get past the headlines, and read what's going on in science so that you don't have to do any of that pesky clicking and reading and all those stuff that's just so hard. I mean, I gotta be honest, this is, this is episode 64. You Once you read, that means I've read uh, a lot. 190, approaching 200 articles, I guess, by now. I don't know, man. I don't Quick know math. math. Who the fuck does math? Our first article of the day comes from Insider.com. Men who vape have a higher risk of erectile dysfunction compared to non-vapers, study finds. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a group that people are less empathetic to than, than vapors. It's true. They do get a lot of hate. Uh, for the non-vapers, rejoice. Your day has come. For the vapors, so vaping, like vaping started as an alternative to smoking cigarettes because smoking cigarettes is real bad. I don't think we need to do, I don't think we need to talk about that too much. Smoking cigarettes is real bad for your health. And so vaping was like, okay, we well can get your nicotine fix and it's, it's less bad. But as is often the case with things like this, you're sort of just trading in one bad thing for another bad thing. So now we, we're, we found the other bad thing. We found one of the other bad things. Yes, but also no, this should be, this, this is a continued, like a carried over bad thing from smoking cigarettes. Because if it's due to the nicotine, then this would also be something that affected cigarette smokers. That's not really fair, though, because cigarette smoking affects everything. This is true. They do point out that this is debatably better than cigarette smoking. Like, It's a lesser of two evils. It's the less, it's, it's bad or very bad. Yeah, exactly. But it's not it's not as like and I I don't vape. I don't really know anyone who vapes. I do. But it's this okay. Well, you maybe you can tell me that. I feel like perhaps the the feeling is that well vaping is fine. Does Ian actually vape? <laughs> no. No, no, Ian knows someone who I vapes. Know I'm assuming. Vape. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you always always see always see me blowing smoke clouds all over the place. <laughs> Yeah. Ian's like one of the last people I would think of potentially vaping. I mean, I we own a a a, a weed vape, but not a not for nicotine. Like none of those like fucking like mm. e liquid weird shit. But I don't think I don't think like like smoking is so associated with negative health effects. It's on the packages constantly. Like there's advertising campaigns. I'm starting to see some some anti vape sort of campaigns. But I think a lot of people sort of vape and think, oh, it's fine. You know, it's vaping. It's like, there's no, there's no issue with it. I mean, it still I, is. I can't speak to, to that, but I can say that most of the people that I know who vape uh, do so because they're trying to quit smoking. Like, they're trying to move off of cigarettes. And this yes. is like a stepping stone to that. And that's different. I have a lot more sympathy um, for and empathy for, for people who, do, who are doing that. Because if I had to choose between smoking a cigarette and vaping, I would choose vaping. 
I would choose neither, ideally, but God. vaping is a better option. Maybe that's the punishment that 2022 has for us. Everyone now has to choose between those two options. <laughs> yeah. No. And I mean, and vaping is better, but it's yeah. not good. If, if you're trying to use it as a way to quit smoking, then that's, that's, I think, different than if you're just like, hey, this looks cool. I don't know who possibly could see that and think it looks cool. A lot of people. But, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot Alan. of people. To be fair, I'm not maybe the best uh, judge of coolness. Also true. So, yeah. I mean, neither of us. None of us are. Let's uh, also speak for true. yourself. <laughs> no. I'm a fly. I'm a fly yeah. motherfucker. He is not. He is not. <laughs> well, well, we'll put some numbers on it. Uh, it's you're more than twice as likely to have a erectile dysfunction compared to those who never vape. This was based on uh, a survey done in the National Population Assessment of Tobacco and Health Study. Uh, it was more than 13,000 men aged 20 and older. Uh, it's self-reported data. I would think if people are going to lie about their erectile dysfunction, it's probably not going to... Uh, they're probably not going to say they do have it when they don't. So if anything, these numbers are probably higher. Uh, and those who reported daily e-cigarette use were 2.2 times more likely to report having erectile dysfunction compared to men who had never vaped. And they also did a smaller sample of men younger than 65 with normal BMIs and no history of cardiovascular disease, and the trend still pers persisted. In fact, it was actually 2.4 times more likely. So you're looking at double. And the overall number, like the general population that has uh, erectile dysfunction was higher than I thought. I think it was one in five, they said. You didn't know that? No. Oh. I mean, there's that whole bit in like Avengers, but I wasn't sure if that was actually like accurate. I'm sorry, there's a what whole bit? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say there's the bit there's the bit in Avengers where he straight up says that. I don't remember this. I've never thought of that as like I my statistical sources aren't usually Tony Stark. Uh that's yeah. Check that. So I wasn't sure if that was just a bit or actually yeah, no, I mean that's one in five. He was right. Stark don't lie. One thing that I did think was important to note is that they did not um, include on the survey the opportunity to report whether or not people were taking drugs that would also be um, factors in erectile dysfunction, like antidepressants. Um, Can we go one uh, one episode with you not talking about antidepressants? I can't help that when we have the word antidepressants is literally in the article, Alan. One episode, that's all I ask. I would think with 13,000 men, I would think that does kind of balance out. So it would be interesting to take a look at, like, are, are people more likely to be taking antidepressants and be vaping? Because you've got to be pretty sad to do either of those things. Sad to vape? Yeah, you've got to be pretty sad to vape. <laughs> and be taking antidepressants? Well, you definitely got to. I mean, nobody's, you're not like, oh, man, I'm in such a good mood. I'm going to go get some antidepressants. Yeah, I'm never, ever sad. Therefore, I need antidepressants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, they, maybe they'll make you even happier. If only it worked that way. That's how it works, right? They just make they just make you happy, right? Sometimes they make your dick not hard, which makes you very unhappy. Yeah. It's a it's a vicious cycle. Well, it depends it depends on the situation. Vicious cycle. I, would, I would I would argue there are times when I don't want my dick to be hard. No, 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 never. There's never a time uh, for an alpha male like me. <laughs> there's never a time when you don't want your dick to be rock hard. I can contribute nothing to this conversation because I do not have a dick. Uh, cigarettes have long been linked to sexual dysfunction both men and women uh, and again it's, it's the high nicotine levels I mean there's all sorts of other shit in cigarettes that isn't good but high nicotine levels can impair blood vessel function uh, and e-cigarettes have a particularly high nicotine concentration so it may take less vaping to have the same effect as cigarettes 
Yeah, and if you vape with the same frequency that you were smoking cigarettes, then you're going to have way more nicotine and therefore more dick problems. Well, this was a, one of the things, and it can affect women too. It's, you know, it's not going to have like, you know, erectile dysfunction to women. But it still could be sexual issues for women as well. Just issues with arousal. There's blood flow issues in both both sexes. Yeah, you want your blood to be flowing, you know, pretty normally. You don't want anything to really be interrupting that. No I feel like, I feel like that's a general rule. <laughs> that's a general rule of, of, yeah. of, of, of medicine, I think, is your blood should probably just be doing what it normally does. Well, yeah. Unless it's flowing to outside of your body, in which case you want it to stop flowing. That's not what it's normally supposed to do. <laughs> yes, I would consider that uh, an abnormal function of your blood. Um, no, but also... Um, I would say it's not an abnormal function of the blood. That's an abnormal function of the body. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, it felt like when I was a kid, it felt like we were pretty good at getting kids off in nicotine. And then all of a sudden they became USBs. And and I feel like more people are... More teenagers are... are taking nicotine now than they were when i was a kid because vaping had this illusion of like oh it's totally fine don't worry about it yeah but then it had that weird all of those lung problems associated with a lot of it so well and now your dick don't get hard and now your dick don't get hard far more significant issue yeah i mean to all of those uh, far more very confident males that are the ones who vape i'm sure they won't have any problems no 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 yeah, I mean, this is the thing that you tell you tell guys it's gonna affect your dick. It's gonna it's gonna stop them from doing things way more than any other body part. What's the tastiest bird? What's the tastiest bird? Oh, I think turkey. Duck, for sure. I knew I knew you were gonna say duck. He's he's a fancy boy. But it gives you very little meat is the problem, right? Turkey gives you a lot. Multiple ducks. I don't know. Yeah, turkey. Turkey I like, but only when my parents make it, because a lot of people make really dry, gross turkeys, and my family is very good at making delicious fucking turkeys, so I I don't want turkey at anywhere else. I will eat turkey at home, but that's it. I think everybody likes their parents' turkey because what you grew up on, you don't, that's just what you're used to. The thing I don't is, think though, that's necessarily true. I feel, like I've, I feel like I've never heard anyone say, oh, my parents make crappy turkeys. They, they've improved greatly over the years. We have hit the sweet okay. spot of turkey. Uh, but I'll say this. I'll say this. I agree with you, Katie, that like most people make really dry turkey, which sucks. But also, like most people are like, oh, you know what? I love I love turkey with lots of dressing or stuffing or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And it's like, okay, if it needs all this extra stuff to make it taste good, is it really tasting good? You want, like in terms of turkey itself, I, want, I only want gravy on the turkey, but... Like, the stuffing is the best part of it. Exactly. But it doesn't make the turkey better. The stuffing is just really, stuffing is really, really good. Exactly. I, I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't but sit down. stuffing and... is also better than chicken. No, but I would, I would sit down and eat chicken just on its own with a bit of seasoning on it. I wouldn't sit down and eat turkey on its own. I'd need other things on it. See, I aggressively yeah. disagree with that. I yeah, find I plain I chicken, like just basic chicken, boring as fuck. Especially chicken breasts. No, thank you. I didn't say I didn't say plain. I said I said with some seasoning on it. I know. And if you did that to turkey and chicken and gave me both of those, I would still pick turkey. That's oh, that's you're fucking you're 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 nuts. But anyway, this is besides the point. We don't have either of those for Christmas. We have roast beef because that's by far the best protein you can ever eat. 
Mm, disagree. I think ham. No, I'm not a ham fan. I'll stick with the turkey. Thank you very much. We also do a a, a Cajun spiced ham. That's a really really good. So. I'll I'll stick with my turkey. Our second article of the week comes from the Japan Times. Japanese science developed vaccine to eliminate cells behind aging. Is a, a clickbaity and fairly inaccurate headline. It's, it's Japanese scientists. Yeah, you just said Japanese science. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah. yeah. As to that, a, the raw power American of Japanese science. science. It's Japanese scientists doing Japanese science. Uh, it's it's mean... smaller and more fishy science than our Western science. I don't. It's more fuel efficient. I don't think. I don't think that's how that works. I'm leaving it in. Screw it. It's they're not okay. So people are going to read this headline. This is why we do this podcast. People are going to read this headline and think, oh, they've they've cured aging. We're all immortal now. Yeah. Ban easy. Thanks, Japan. Um, no. <laughs> That's why I wanted to read the actual article for this one, because I, I think it's super interesting and it's really cool what they've done. But boy, I want to know more about the actual vaccine process of it. They have, they have retarded the aging process slightly. The, the exact amounts, I don't know. They have, they have done that for a very specific type of cell. The zombie cell. I have two things I want to add. <laughs> One of them is that this is a misleading title because there are multiple things that affect aging. Aging is not a one, like it's not one cell that just makes you old. But the other thing, I, I, and this is something I've discovered having to write titles, um, you, there's, a, there's a word limit on titles and it's not always easy to not write a clickbaity title when you have to in key, include all of the SEO keywords. Yeah. As yeah. well as, like, so sometimes you literally don't have the space to put in words like maybe or sometimes or potentially like like those those qualifiers that actually make the title more accurate sometimes you just have enough space to put in the keywords and that's it so clickbait titles i think we are a little hard on them sometimes Sometimes. you you mentioned seos talk to me about seos because i've also like sort of recently uh been hearing this term and learning more about it and it's interesting Search engine optimization. It just means that you're trying to find the words that are going to pick up the best ratio of search engine traffic for you. Thanks, Ian. Okay, so with all sympathy to, to clickbaitiness, um, this is this is talking about a specific type of cell, uh, medically been known as I hope I'm pronouncing this right, senescent cells. They never died. They just stopped reproducing. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's basically what they are. They they're they're in your body. They refuse to reproduce, refuse to elaborate, and refuse to leave. Yeah, I would exactly. like to say I would like to say that I'm seeing the word arterial stiffening here, and this sounds like a cure to the last paper's problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's 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 one thousand percent not. By the way, no, it's really not. <laughs> yeah. So these are these are these cells that just. They just no longer, not only do they no longer um, reproduce, but they, they're just there. They just sort of, they don't die. They're just there and they take up space and they're what causes the, not like the aging process, but the stiffening of joints and muscles and everything, right? Like it's that, it's, that's the issue. As, like, like aspects of, of aging or, or yes. symptoms of aging. Yeah, symptoms yeah of exactly. Aging. They yeah. can also negatively affect the healthy cells around them. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yes, they, uh, they are kind of, they're just general assholes really. Yeah, they're not good. We don't want them. It's no, very clear. No, and so they've come up with a vaccine, and by calling it a vaccine, they've guaranteed about 30% of the population won't take it. 
But that's okay, <laughs> more for us. Yeah, yeah, in this case, I don't care. Just just die. Um, just die. <laughs> just die. The vaccine, well, because no one would care if people didn't take vaccines if it only affected them. Be like, okay, you're just going to die then. That's, but it doesn't. It affects other people around them. Uh, this vaccine enables the body to create antibodies that attach themselves to the uh, to the zombie cells. I refuse to not call them zombie cells. And then the the white blood cells will go and remove those cells, which is very nice yeah so so basically what they the the more science side of it is that they they identified a type of protein or specifically that was only found in these senescent cells and then their vaccine is something that basically promotes the creating of antibodies that signal that in the cells that are senescent and then your white blood cells can go around and be like hold the phone you've made antibodies i want to fuck you up and they get rid of you so it's basically prompting your white blood cells to clean out all of these t- basically flagged senescent cells. You're pronouncing zombie wrong. Senescent. Uh, I thought it was so, really interesting because cool. that was why... It's a cooler word, Alan. It is. Senescence is way cooler. Uh, Senescent I... is a good word to say. Sounds like it's like an early 2000s band though or something. Uh, there's also the, the, the fact that the word for... Deli- Eliminating the senescent cells is called senolysis. Uh, reading the abstract was actually quite interesting. They specifically found like a protein that had like transmembrane presence, so that it was actually on the outside and the inside of the cell. So that yeah, it, I don't know. It's cool. I want to read the whole paper. It's behind a paywall. Yeah, it do be like that. <sighs> um, this has been tested on mice. Yes. Not not humans. Not big boys. But um, little little mice, which is a good thing. If you the mice who got this tested on them won the uh, research lottery, uh, you I get mean, to try the anti aging one and not the like makes your brain explode one. Kind of, but also they made them real fat first. <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad. Uh, yeah, they they specifically were looking at this um, uh, protein and like this senolysis um, in terms of how it affects atherosclerosis um if you if you told me i could do a research experiment that just made me really fat and then live longer i would say well i definitely want one of those things i would i would think that this is still a pretty long ways from being you know out on as a an actual treatment yes yeah this is not trials yet yeah this is not coming to drugstores near you although the benefit is we're not going to need it, at least in our generation. We're not going to need it for 50 to 60 years anyways. So, well, 50 years. We're older than I think, but... Yeah, I know. I'm turning 30 this year. Oh, God. Probably not even 50. Ugh. Yeah, me too. Oh, God. Gross. Um, yeah, so we're not going to need it for ages anyway. So by the time it comes around, we probably will need it. So there we go. It's perfect timing. Yeah, and it's more just... We don't want, we don't want the old people to live any longer. We certainly don't want the younger people to live any longer. <laughs> so just us. Just, just us. Just me. No, thank you. Uh, yeah. Alan, you don't you don't want to live any longer. I know, I know. How how ironic the yeah. how ironic the generation that might live longer is the one generation that has no interest in living longer. Yeah, no, no, thank you. We've already broken the world. I would not like to stick. Hey, out. that's a good segue. <laughs> yeah, I know. Our third paper of the week comes from CNN. Logic song, 1-800-273-8255, to save lives from suicide, study finds. Logic is a singer, and that phone number was a song title, but it is also the, the number to, and I, this is going to be an American thing, the U.S. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. 
When did that stop becoming a hotline and become a lifeline? When it started saving lives, Alan. When when they went through when they went through a rebranding. When they needed to SEO optimize. So I I I realize this isn't what they meant, but I really like the implication that after he made this song, sang this song, calls to the suicide prevention lifelines soared. <laughs> Yeah, well, because he's a hip hop artist, and that's what I would do after listening to hip hop. I would immediately. That's the first thing I thought of. Yes. Okay. Good. That was the first thing I thought of as well. No, I'm glad that I was not the only. It wasn't person. that people were like, "Oh, I'm depressed. Here's a number I can call." It was like, "Oh, this song has made me want to call." They keep <laughs> playing this song. Make it stop. It's just totally terrible, terrible of me to think. That. Oh, I know, I know, I know. But I also thought the same thing. Uh, yeah. No, he's actually done. He's actually as much fun as as we're making he's actually done a really cool thing here yeah yeah it is actually really interesting um but total sidebar his real name is sir robert bryson hall the second that's the other thing i want to mention thank you (laughs) has he been knighted or is his first name sir (laughs) no his dad must have been knighted and so he's the son of i guess i don't know i don't think you get to keep the title it's not a heritable like yeah knighthood is not heritable it's a it's a song that he wrote about actually just talking about his own struggles with mental health and and how he was having a time in his life where he didn't really feel like he wanted to be alive anymore and they've got um i don't watch the music video but apparently the music video basically is him calling the phone number and then alicia cara being the crisis worker on the other side uh who's saying like these are reasons to stay alive and like you know don't do it and yeah it, it it's 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 a good stop it's a good message when when his song uh came out and when he sang it on the mtv uh vma awards show in 2017 calls to the number actually increased by a lot and there was also a uh correlated but not necessarily like they can't distinctively say yes it was because of this man's song but there was a very clear time correlation in a 5.5% reduction in suicides among 10 to 19 year olds during uh, those time periods, which that's actually really fucking cool. It's equivalent. It's kind of the equivalent of uh, him saving 245 people from suicide. So good on you, Logic. You did it with your song, which does not actually say the number anywhere in the song. It's just the song title. I got a hard number to sing. Yeah. This isn't this isn't like this song has some magical like powers to make people um want to talk about their mental health issues. It's it's this whole thing is just like if people mention it, if it gets on the public consciousness, people are more likely to do it. Like you're destigmatizing it just by talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that somebody who is a famous hip hop artist talked about his struggles with potentially being suicidal and how he called and and the portrayal of calling that number and having it help, that's what that's what made the difference. I agree. I, I think the song was was brilliant in that it it like normalized the whole position. Yes. Yeah. And and that's that's the whole point of this is that it's just normalizing and destigmatizing talking about it. As Doctor N says, celebrities but also non celebrities can have an important role in suicide prevention. Like you don't have to be you don't have to be a singer just you know talking about it. I, don't, I could not tell you what the Canadian hotline number is. I I feel like the main takeaway that they gave for like what you have to be is genuine when you're talking about it. Yeah. I think it also, though, does bring up the importance of using spotlight. 
like using your own popularity like if if there if anyone of our listeners is famous on social media to some degree like using that platform to actually speak up about things like this and bring attention to it and just normalize it that's that's the big thing that people can do yeah yeah and even if you're not famous just uh no but people who are famous should be doing it <laughs> but whatever um okay let's talk about the werther effect it's it's isn't it aren't they aren't, isn't it werther's originals that's i was gonna <laughs> stop stealing my bits man <laughs> if you have a delicious if you have a delicious caramel treat then you'll no longer want to kill yourself. Basically, if it's re- if suicides are reported on by the media, or if you hear about someone you know who's committed suicide, then you're like more likely to commit suicide. It's like a copycat syndrome type thing, where it's like a chain reaction. Although specifically, they they talk about how it's when you portray suicide for simplistic reasons. Yes, yeah. If you oversimplify the reasons why people die or die by suicide, um, then there's going to be more people out there who are like, oh, this simple reason is enough of a justification. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's... Which is why they don't really... Like, if... I mean, obviously, there's celebrity instances where it happens, then you can't really help but report it or hear about it. But in in, in obituaries, they'll... They, We'll either very quickly gloss over that part or not even mention it, and then they'll include the suicide uh, helpline, lifeline, uh, at the end of it. No, it's interesting. Um, and I think the big takeaway from this is... Um... How'd this guy get knighted? <laughs> <laughs> the big takeaway from this study is that it's the first time that it's shown that if help-seeking and recovery from severe crisis is prominently featured in the media, it can have a positive effect on increasing help-seeking and reducing suicide. So, you know, fucking 13 reasons why. Not that. All, <laughs> Do the all opposite jokes, of that. All jokes aside, I think this is a really fascinating read. Yeah, no, it is. And and prov- provides a really good, like, like message and like a- action that you can you can take yeah his dad just straight up named him sir robert oh is that no. actually his name what a fucking chad <laughs> jesus okay my god logic why are you making it so hard for me to like you <laughs> no his his i mean <laughs> his dad called a shot man his dad though he's, yeah, yeah. He just gave him a rapper's name to just start. <laughs> no, we've been ragging on this guy harder than we should. This is a really this is a really good thing. And it's really good to see people in this position. There's so many people in these types of positions that don't do anything with their fame, with their celebrity, to raise awareness on this issue in this way and, and to, you know, prove that it's effective. For all intents and purposes, we proved it's effective. We can't prove that an individual call is coming because of this song, but you know, the, it's it's coincidental enough. I think we can say with a high degree of confidence that this song had a, got a lot of people to talk about their issues with professionals and with people who care, and that's really important. A good thing done by by logic. And also, I guess the other thing I want to say about this is that songs are a really good way to get people to remember things, and especially numbers, because eight six seven five three zero nine. Everyone remembers that. That was exactly what I was thinking of. I could not tell you. 
any other number. I cannot tell you a single other phone number other than my own. Um, and I, what, like my what, mom's. Which phone number is that for? That's Jenny something or other. It's the song, the song is literally just called 8675309 or like slash Jenny. Yeah. Oh. 8675309. Uh, yeah, and that's all the time we have today. Uh, if you'd like to check out our burgeoning rap careers, then uh, check us out on Twitter at OurSciencePod. That's OurSciencePod on Twitter. Uh, as always, like, comment, and subscribe on wherever you're listening. Uh, just leave us any any advice, uh, comments, any praise, especially praise. We like that. Ooh. Desperate for that. I, I, I live off of that. Oh, if you want to read the articles for these three papers, then you can check them out in the description of this episode. I'll put the links in there so you can check them out for yourself. Uh, interesting bunch this week, so go check those out. Uh, and with that, I was your host, Alan Collier, and for Kitty and Ian, we'll see you again in two weeks. Bye. Goodbye.